The following program contains adult content. It is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This content is not safe for work. If you are a pearl clutcher, a prude, or a pious type, just don't listen. Welcome to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize that there are no nice guys. I am your host, Laura Coronado. Thank you for joining me. You're listening to episode four of There Are No Nice Guys. This is part two of Dating Horror Stories. If you're a new listener, thanks for tuning in. If you're returning, thank you so much for coming back. And as you know, in episode three, that was part one of Dating Horror Stories, where I interviewed my friend Martina, and she shared her dating horror story, and I shared one as well. And now this is part two of Dating Horror Stories, where I will be interviewing my friend Michelle, and she has two dating horror stories for you. And I have one as well, a new one different from episode three. However, my story is actually more of a dating horror phone call story prior to what could have been a bad date. So really, I dodged a bullet. And I want to talk about dodging bullets and avoiding bad dates and reducing the amount of dating horror stories in your life. Because when it comes down to it, aren't we really trying to control whether or not a date goes well or goes badly? And I mean, ladies, we really can't. You can't control everything because you can't control the other person involved in the date, right? So really, when it comes down to avoiding bad dates and avoiding collecting any more dating horror stories, um, you can only control yourself. And so I have two pieces of advice for you. One is... If he suggests a phone call, go ahead and take that phone call. Do that phone call prior to that first date. There's a reason why he wants to have this phone call. And and then in this phone call, he's going to reveal some things about himself that will help you understand, decide whether or not you really want to have a date with this guy. Um, if you're the type of person who's worried about these kinds of things, like it, it really concerns you because me, I'll throw caution to the wind. I'll go on a date. I saw his picture. We texted. That's enough for me. I will go on the date. Totally chancing. It's going to be a bad date because I'm just one of those people who's pretty thick skin and I don't give a fuck and I got enough money to stay wherever it is that we're at where the date went badly and continue having a nice dinner and continue having drinks because that's just how I am. I don't care. But you may be more sensitive to that and that's okay, right? You may just have a different dating style. So if you're a cautious person, I recommend having a phone call prior to that first date. If you're the type of person who doesn't want to initiate that, um, but he does, he does initiate that first phone call, take it. Just take that phone call. I don't recommend doing FaceTime. And here's why, because I know how women are. We want to go put on some fucking makeup, full face before we do FaceTime, fix our hair, put on a cute outfit, clean our room, right? So the background looks nice and neat. We invest too fucking much, all right? 
So don't do a FaceTime. If you're not, if you're ready, girl, if you're looking good and you're feeling confident, you've got some good lighting going on around you, go ahead and do a FaceTime. Sure, why not? It's no different than a phone call. However, 99% chance that you're not ready at that moment for a FaceTime call or maybe you just don't feel like putting on a full face of makeup because you just got home from work or you just finished your job. You're in your yoga pants, top knot. You don't want to invest that much. That's fine. But um, I recommend it keeping it at least some sort of communication like a phone call uh, prior to that first date. And you'll learn a lot about whether or not um, you want to continue to date this guy. Now, every phone call I've had with a guy has gone badly and I dodged a bullet. So for me, a red flag is the guy asking for a phone call because I already know it's not going to go well for him. I'm, I'm going to end up blocking him. I'm not going to want to meet him for a date. So that's my second piece of, piece of advice is pay attention to your red flags. I feel like as women, we single women, we of course want the date to go well. And not only that, we built him up based on very minimal information. Okay, I've done this like and I'm sure you have to. I, I match. First of all, I only like really, really, really handsome men. So I match with a really, really, really handsome man on Bumble or Tinder, wherever. And that already builds him up because I'm like, oh, my God, he's so fucking handsome. Right. So I'm already starting to build him up into this being just based on his looks. Then maybe we start messaging and maybe he spells really well and he uses correct grammar and he uses punctuation. And I'm like swooning because the dude's fucking literate, because like how often do we encounter men who aren't? So to encounter a handsome man who's literate, well, now I'm building him up to be this intellectual and he must be progressive and liberal minded. And I bet he's pro equal rights for women and blah, 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 blah. Right. I don't fucking know that just because he spells right, but I might build him up even more. And then maybe as we're texting, he offhand mentions about how he um, just got finished visiting her mother and he he took her out for lunch and he got her flowers and I'm like oh he loves his mom so now I'm really thinking like oh my god there's he couldn't have a misogynistic bone in his body this is a man who loves his mother he's probably great with women blah 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 but little do I know he's been divorced four times right so I mean you can't just build up these guys based on the minimal amount of information you get from matching his profile, from your text messages, whatever. It's not enough, right? So you have to pay attention to those red flags because those red flags are what's filling in the gaps in between the three pieces of information that you do know about him. And those red flags are your smarter self, that part of you that is always looking out for you, right? That part of you that tells you to look both ways before you cross the street, that part of you that makes sure you put your seatbelt on before you start to drive, right? That part of you that speaks to you in your mother's voice, right? Because she's always telling you, look after yourself, look after yourself, look after yourself. So I'm telling you, look after yourself. Pay attention to those red flags. Red flags are our it's, it's part of our self-care, right? It's our way of looking out for ourselves, right? So don't ignore them. You know, don't look at them as the enemy, right? Because they spoil the fantasy that you're creating about this dude. 
don't look at them as being this, these obstacles that are getting in the way of your happily ever after. Red flags are your way of speaking to yourself to look out for certain things that could disappoint you, hurt your feelings, maybe even put you in danger, okay? So my best piece of advice for you, if you want to avoid bad dates, if you want to not collect any more dating horror stories, right, and only have good dates, pay attention to the red flags and accept them as part of your self-care process. So having said all of that, let's listen to this interview with my friend Michelle and let's hear some of her dating horror stories. You're listening to There Are No Nice Guys, a podcast about divorce, dating, sex, and what happens when single women realize that there are no nice guys. I'm talking to a single woman right now. It's my friend, Michelle. Michelle, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. We're actually in my house right now, and or rather my apartment, and we're having a couple glasses of rosé. Yes. Or pink sparkling wine is probably really what it is. Is it sparkling? I guess it kind of is. It has a little carbonation to what it. What is the brand? I already forgot it. Casanova. Casanova. Domain Casanova? Domain Casanova. They come in these cute little cans. It's almost Nagel-esque. Oh, yes. The artwork. The yes. graphic design yes. is very like Nagel-ish. Yes. <laughs> Not as 80s, but the kind of line work. And, and it does say rosé. Yes, it does say rosé, yes. Yeah. So Domain Casanova. And they're like these little cans, almost like a V8 can. Um, We're not drinking it out of the cans. We're a little classy around here. We are drinking it out of little glasses that I have here. ladies. (laughs) So again, Michelle, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come over here. And um, we're going to talk dating horror stories. Yikes. But first, I wanted to give you a little bit of background on Michelle and our relationship so we've known each other like several years yeah now. I think um god I I would say that we started working together probably in some capacity mm-hmm. uh probably right after I moved here so oh I think it was right after yeah. you moved here and yeah. I want to say we met at an event at fashion show but I could be wrong or you could be right <laughs> I have I have a horrible memory <laughs> in terms like of actual encounters and things um <laughs> But yeah, I've I've been in Vegas for eight and a half years, and I would say that I've I've known of you yeah. or known you mm-hmm. not to the level that we're at now, yeah. but probably for seven, I'm guessing. Yeah, six. Or I seven. think so. Um, so Michelle is a publicist, a local publicist in Las Vegas, and of course, I have my blog as I've talked about previously, Lolly Shopping. Um, so I get treated like a media member, which is nice, and I get to go like to, to like do? yeah, I like to get to go to like fun stuff and little events or whatever and uh, very often I can check into an event and there is Michelle and her pretty happy face oh, thank you. smiling at me checking <laughs> me in and just over the years we've become friends and especially around my divorce yes. is I think when we start talking more because that's when we had being single in common for sure being for single sure. in Las Vegas in common and I think which is a totally different thing yeah. is being single in Las Vegas yeah. versus just being single. <laughs> exactly. Like it is quite a challenge here. It's challenging in other major cities, I do believe. Like I hear that all yeah. the time. But because we're a tourist city as well, I think that adds to the challenge, especially around 
online dating. 100%. Right? Because it's the difference between having a local hookup or having a one night stand with a tourist. Yeah. An adventurous one night stand. We'll have to talk about that'll have to be a topic for another day, but <laughs> we'll have to talk about like adventurous one night stands. I have, yeah, I have those and dating horror stories. So. Yeah. Yeah. But today's dating <laughs> horror stories. Um, so before we begin though, Michelle, I have to ask you, what is your relationship status? Oh goodness. I would probably Facebook it and say it's complicated. There usually is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I would definitely consider myself single. I mean, if you catch me on a Friday, I'm happy to be single. Yes. If you catch me on a Tuesday, I might be trying to date. Yeah. I'm not currently dating any one person solely and specifically. Yeah. Um, I'm should I say entertaining options? Ooh, I like that. Your relationship status is that you're single and entertaining, entertaining options. options. Oh, that's awesome. And what about you these days? So I'm still single, happily single, happily divorced, happily single, entertaining options like you. And I'm getting laid. Oh, that's even better. I know. It's like, it's the getting laid part. That's like, to me, that's the important yeah. part of it. So, well, because then, you know, that if you do couple up, mm -hmm. it's not because you're horny, right? Like you're already getting that. So you don't need true to be in a relationship to get that. Well, I don't know that I necessarily want to couple up. I'm just saying that if you, <laughs> if you would, you're not you're not trying to you know, replace something. Oh yeah. No, true. True. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm saving my heart for Keanu Reeves. Good call. Yeah. But my body is readily available to your, your the right guy. Entertaining options. <laughs> <laughs> so if that counts, <laughs> I'm entertaining options as well, but also getting late. That is not a bad way to be. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little jealous right now. Aw, thank you. <laughs> you know, women love to hear that from other women. I'm so jealous. Oh, my God. Thanks. <laughs> it's always nice to be getting laid it and is. entertaining. Options. It is. <laughs> but before we go into getting laid yes. aspect of life and dating and online dating, there's always horror stories that occur prior to... Getting late. And actually, yes. I think you have a horror story for us that includes that getting late. It does. Before it got a little horrific. Yes. Well, so I am proudly at this very moment in time uh -huh. and in other moments of time um, on OkCupid and uh -huh. Bumble. Uh -huh. So I, I dip my big toe into the online dating pond and... Lo and behold, I met this gentleman who checked all the right boxes for me physically, which would be mm -hmm. super tall, African-American, mm -hmm. cute, had mm -hmm. some, you know, tattoos done. Ooh. And I'm like, okay, this is probably a good thing. So he sounds sexy. Yeah. So lo and behold, you know, we talk online because when I meet someone online, I then... I have different levels. So I talk online. Then they graduate to getting my number. Yeah. Then they can text me for a little bit. Yeah. 
Then I go to actually having a phone conversation. So I have to interrupt you because I feel like uh, for a lot of women, that is our regular process. Mm-hmm. That's my process, too. Uh, we never write it down anywhere in the rule book. No, but I think but it's, I feel just like it's in, a regular process. It's inherent, yeah. I believe. So do you have like a timeline? Does it vary? But like, what would you say your average is between the time that you guys match up, t- you're messaging each other? to the time that you exchange phone numbers and start texting? Like, is it 24 hours, 48 hours yeah. a week? It just, to me, I am 100% about the vibe I'm feeling. I have, I've given my phone number to someone online within five minutes of our wow. texts. Or like a couple interchange, you know, exchanges, I she should say. She was really hot, right? <laughs> Honestly, it was the vibe, oh, okay, you okay. know, and like, I also will never give my phone number to someone who makes a very bold first impression, if that Mm. makes sense. Like aggressive almost? Aggressive, um, very, very sexual in nature. I don't like, I'm like, leave something to the imagination. Exactly. Um, Or sends me a dick pic. Yeah. I'm not not. a fan. Yeah. Um, So I would say with this specific person, I'm guessing a couple days, maybe 36, 48 hours. Oh, yeah. That sounds like average. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so we were going to hang out. um, And then much like uh, my entire life, I get tired. And honestly, you know, I come from the Midwest. When my snowsuit is off, my snowsuit is off. (laughs) I do not want to go back outside. (laughs) So I felt comfortable enough with this quote-unquote gentleman, mm-hmm. um, to invite him over to my home. Oh. Because I also, I have two dogs Yeah, that are 100% deal breakers. If mm-hmm. you do not interact with my dogs mm-hmm. in a positive way, mm-hmm. and if my dogs don't like you, mm-hmm. guess what? It's probably not going to go anywhere. Yeah. And so I kind of use them as a litmus test. That's nice. And so... He was very respectful, mm-hmm. started hanging out. We had a eh, decent conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nothing that would, you know, blow me away yeah. in any way, shape or form. Yeah. One thing led to another mm-hmm. and we had sex. Nice. It was a little aggressive and rough, which I'm not, which I'm oh. not mad at. Oh, you're not mad at. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. Oh, okay. Um, And was quite lovely but I also knew that personality wise and point in life wise we were probably not suited for each other so you didn't see it going anywhere but yeah we're still having a good time yeah we were having a good time for that day which Mm -hmm. you know as we can all attest sometimes that's that's all that you need yeah yeah and yeah so I I would say that at that point, you know, we had a couple text messages after nothing major, but mm-hmm. we both kind of ghosted each other. We both kind of fizzled, fizzled out. I don't know. Is if it really ghosting each other or is it, it just died out? It played yeah. itself out and you guys allowed it yeah. to play itself out. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. don't, I, I guess I wouldn't consider it ghosting because yeah. I was not, I was not upset at the fact. Yeah. I think when you go someone, it's probably like one person is not very keen on the fact that you're not talking to them. Anymore. Yeah. You both were feeling that that vibe you had before yeah. was just kind of dying. Exactly. Yeah. So I would say about two weeks go by mm-hmm. and that's where it starts to get a little 
dating horror story territory because um, like probably most of your listeners as well, (laughs) I'm not the type of person that just picks up my phone when a random number pops up. Oh, yeah, no. It's just no one likes that. Not nowadays, no. No. And all of a sudden I would get a random number from Henderson, which suburb of Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, And I would get half a message about how an inmate from the Henderson <laughs> Henderson Correctional Facility or whatever or d- like whatever it's called yeah, like, yeah. I can't even think of the word you know correctional facility or is right, it like yeah. a center or I don't uh-huh. whatever it is you knew it was jail I, it, yeah <laughs> let's <laughs> let's call call a spade a spade yeah. and it was it was prison yeah or jail or county yeah. jail or whatever and so I immediately text my two close friends who are the two people in this town that I would make a, an effort to bail out. Oh. Um, and they were both okay. Oh, well, that's good. So. <laughs> I mean, that's a good yeah. friend. That you're getting like these phone calls from a correctional facility and you're like, I better check on my friends. <laughs> yes, because like I, one of them, oddly enough, I did have to bail out uh, one. See, okay. So she was my first call and she's like, hey, I'm good. But you know, you can go online oh. and find out like you can get a prisoner list so there's like here these people are in prison today type of list online yeah these are the people in prison today and i don't i honestly i cannot tell you where i went or how i i think i googled like henderson inmates Uh or henderson center inmates Uh or something like that and i fell down a little rabbit hole which in like Three clicks, I had a list of prisoners that I could scroll through and their offenses. Could you see their pictures too? Were any of them cute? <laughs> I I think you could see their photos. Oh I come to think of it. So you could basically stalk prisoners who are about to be released from Henderson and be like, cruise, he's cruise cute. Down the street. He's cute. Someone needs a ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so desperate. But I might do that one of these days. I'm not going to lie. Well, then you'll have to just let me know that you're going. <laughs> yes, for sure. So I can check in on you. So um, you went to the list. And, and don't tell me you found the name of the I guy. I totally found the oh name. Oh, my God. And so this was about, a like, I would say the midpoint of of him or of these calls coming to my cell phone. Uh-huh. Um, from the... So they continued for so a while. So they continued. I had a week of half messages because they can't leave a message because they've done something wrong yeah you have to accept the call which i never did especially after i found out that the crazy guy that like i had no interest in Mm -hmm. i mean i think first of all he had like he was arrested for domestic battery (gasps) which is just a no-no yeah for sure 100 percent um like without a doubt do not pass go do not collect two hundred dollars yeah you shall not you shall not pass (laughs) um so that was already a no-no but secondly i thought god i think his bail was probably like about two grand which means that's what you would have had to pay so that's like 10 percent of what it really is yeah right that's how it works and given the fact that this person did confessed to me that he had left California's jurisdiction even though he wasn't supposed to I knew I would never get said money oh. back so, so you, had, yeah. you had an inkling that this dude had a 
had a shady, shady past. history. Yeah. Yes. Plus, he also had head tattoos, which I did not know until I saw him. Head tattoos, like on the actual like scalp on his on face. On the actual scalp, he had double horns. No. <laughs> and you couldn't see that in his picture. No, you could not see that in the photo. So, I was blessed by that very sight when I met him. Somebody might be listening going, well, don't be prejudiced against people with tattoos. It's not the tattoos. I have tattoos. Yeah, it's not the tattoos issue. It's where it is when it's yes. on the head and then it horns, like you said. Yes. It it can raise a red flag for Double horns a woman, on you know? the head, red flag. Yeah. And 100%. then when you add to that domestic... Domestic battery domestic or violence battery, yeah. or something like that. That's just now I'm starting to like do a quilt out of red flags. <laughs> like I'm making an 1800s quilt out of all these red flags that I'm finding. And that that is not cool. So how long did the con- did it continue? Was it just one it was, week's worth? Yeah, of it was probably calls? about a week, week and a half. Mm-hmm. I to this day don't know what happened to him. Yeah. I don't know if he's still in Vegas, if he got extradited back to California, any of that. And truth be told, it is not my concern. Yeah, of course not. It is the next person who he's going to have sex with concern, apparently. That is so creepy. And it's funny because you said the sex was a little rough. Yeah. But not even like it made you mad or like it offended you in Mm -mm. any way. But... Oh, I mean, I sometimes like rough sex yeah. too. Like, is is that a red flag? Should that should be something we're I looking don't out for? Think so. I don't want to think so. No, and I think that it's like, okay, yes, maybe for him it should have been a red flag, yeah, right? Yeah. But I think overwhelmingly, a gentleman should know where to be rough and where to not be rough. Well, but we all have our okay. So, like, I like having my hair pulled, right? But I do not like being choked. And I do yeah. know women who enjoy being choked. I'm not a huge fan of it. Mm-hmm. Not because like I don't want to lose unconsciousness. Exactly. Or lose consciousness. So I we really say. can't say it's on the men to they should just know because women no. we know there's some of us who do like some rough shit. Like I you do not slap me in the face. Like that's Oh a absolutely no-no. not. I hate that shit. No. There are women who enjoy being slapped yes. in the face. Or spit on. Yeah, or, I like, hate being spit on. No, that's like degrading. Although I hate being spit on the face. Yes. I know where you're going with this. (laughs) But there are other areas of my body that if a guy spits on, if I'm heated up enough. Yes, it feels quite nice. Yeah. It's a little. I know where you're going with this. Yeah. So it's hard to put it on guys to know because even sometimes we vary on our levels of. And you can. Yeah. And and it's just like expecting one guy to be XYZ in bed. You cannot expect them all to be the same. And I think. When you're in a sexual relationship with yeah. someone, um, not using the relationship is a bad word, but mm-hmm. like when you, when you're having sex with one, someone, you should feel comfortable yeah. having those conversations. Like yeah. if someone goes to slap you in the face and that's not your jam, yeah. then you need to tell them, mm-hmm. hey, uh-uh. Yeah. No. Don't do that again. No, don't do that. So I, but because a lot of my sexual experiences are casual and about half of them are, are about or one night stands. Yeah, which is fine. Um, that's something I have to say prior to absolutely. Even us. Yeah, because it's one thing when you're in a relationship where it's an yeah. ongoing sexual thing. This person can learn those things about you, right? But if this person's never going to get the chance to really learn about yeah. you, you have to be upfront and tell them immediately. Like, here are my rules. You have to wear a condom. Yes. 
Do not spit in my face. Yep. Um, no exchange of bodily fluids except for, you know, kissing of course, kissing or whatever. Or, well, yeah. We could go down on each other. I mean, yeah. That's, when you're, you know, you're willing yeah. to be a little bit more risque. Um, and for me, it's no choking. Like, I'm like, do not yeah. choke. Yeah. But you can spank my ass as hard as you want. <laughs> So uh, we talked earlier about like phone conversations. Yes. Um, and I've actually dodged a lot of bullets by having phone conversations. Yes. So I talk about a dating horror story in another interview. So okay. I'll, I'll save that for that. Um, but one I had where it was a phone conversation date. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of violent people, this guy and I matched on Bumble. He was so flipping cute. He is flipping cute. I still see him on Bumble. He's so you might cute. have to point him out just so I can know who <laughs> yeah. it is. He's super cute. Okay. Uh, really good looking. We match. Of course, so as, because it's Bumble, I have to make the first move. And right. I, don't, I don't think I did anything impressive other than say, hi, nice to match with you kind of shit. I, like, it you, was okay, boring. So can I ask, since we're on Bumble really mm-hmm. quick, mm-hmm. do you have a standard line that you send out? Because so, I kind of do. I don't. And I want to hear yours in a second. But So boring. my methodology with Bumble is um, if their profile isn't all that telling, I I'm really just swiping right because he's cute. Mm-hmm. Then it's basically going to be a hi, nice to match with you kind of thing. I just want to, yeah. I just want the match to continue. Um, there are guys who are clever in their bio, and I, re- I really do read bios. Yes. So yes. if they're clever in their bio, I might reference something to their bio or say something, you know, remotely funny that references their bio to let them know, hey, this is like what I, I like about this. you. Yeah. Yes. So what is your standard go-to? Mine is pretty much good morning. How How's your day treating you? Aw, that's cute. And I'm assuming that you actually say this in the morning yes. and not like at or like you know, 10 p.m. Or like, yeah, <laughs> oh, of course. I, I, I say I try and do all my Bumble outreach in the morning. I'm very, I'm so very methodical. It's a strategy. There is. It's all for like when it comes to online dating, it's all about it's like a numbers game. Oh, that's true. You know, you match with so many, you weed them down, Mm -hmm. you know, because obviously that we live in Vegas, I typically, unless your bio says that you are a Vegas resident, yeah. if you're like, I live in Mountain's Edge, Mm -hmm. right? So if you're 10 miles away from me in Paradise, Mm -hmm. I know that you're here visiting. Oh, yeah. We all know. Paradise is the red flag right there. Yeah, Paradise is the red flag. We know that Paradise means you're on the strip and you're here for the weekend. Unless unless your bio says LV local, which a lot of, or like your, your hometown city says Las Vegas. Yeah. Because obviously having the strip here there's a lot of people that work there mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but also if you're there at like 10 30 on a on a tuesday morning yeah chances you know chances are you might be working there whereas yeah. if you're you know there at midnight on a saturday mm-hmm. guess who's visiting yeah yeah exactly you know so there's definitely tricks but, yeah but unless someone gives me something really witty to work with mm-hmm. it's very much good morning how's your tuesday <laughs> like that i love it because it's so pr of you too i know it's, it's like you will send me an email that says that yeah good morning i hope your tuesday's treating you well i wanted you to know about what my client's up to today yes it's yeah i'm i'm so transparent <laughs> so professional of you 
Oh, okay. So the guy and I match up on Bumble. Mm-hmm. And again, like I said, it was like not an impressive greeting for, on my part. Um, but he was really cute and uh, friendly and just likable. Yeah. There's a, had a very likable personality. Yeah. And the banter on Bumble was going well. And he decides that he wants us to have a phone conversation like immediately. Okay. Um, and I was up for it because I think I didn't have a date. I was home, whatever. I was yeah. like, okay, it's just a phone conversation. As long as we're not FaceTiming because like I didn't have any makeup yeah. on or whatever. You have to be ready for various yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like FaceTime, I need, yeah. I, you know, I need my makeup on. But right. phone call, for sure, I'm okay. And I think a lot of guys just want to do phone calls just to make sure you're not a dude. Or to make sure that, that in also being in Vegas that you're not a prostitute. Oh, true. There's a lot of, pro- I, oh, I hear, one. I hear a lot of men complain like, you're, yes. the, you're the first girl that I, I matched with that doesn't want my money. And I'm like, hmm, do yeah. I know? <laughs> Just kidding. Or in the profile, they'll say, yeah, swipe left if you're an escort. That yes. kind of shit. Yeah. So, um, so I, I give him my phone number we, and I even said, oh my God, I even said to him in the message, I was like, I don't mind giving you my number because if you're psycho, I'll just block you. Fair enough. So that was telling on my part. I feel like my higher self very often knows what's going to happen before. Yeah. The rest of me does. We start talking on the phone. He mostly is the one who's talking. He proceeds to tell me the story about how his last girlfriend, who had a lot of tattoos, um, she was getting some attention at Starbucks as they're standing in line from a guy who was standing behind them who was complimenting her tattoos. And how super benign, by the way, sounds like it to me. And and this particular guy got um, so upset with the disrespect of this dude talking to his girl. And that's the way he worded his girl that he proceeded to throw him through the plate glass window in Starbucks. Oh, now I don't know if this act of violence was supposed to impress me. It did not. Um, box of red flags i don't know if he wanted to like terrify me which he was a white guy and i'm latina and i'm sorry but if you're a white guy and i'm latina like there's no way you can fucking scare me i I can take a motherfucker okay (laughs) i'll cut you (laughs) and if i can't i've got theos and at that time my dad was still alive and you know my my big sister like believe me i got people who can come for you so i'm not afraid I don't and know. You have what, me because oh, I will. I will. Like, of course, and you'll be all your friends out of jail for two seconds on this. I don't I, all I, I do is all I do is swear. Okay, <laughs> so I joke around that like if you come after my friends or family, I will fuck you up for sport. Oh, nice! I love it. Not not just because, but for sport. <laughs> just for sport. Just for sport. Oh, I love it. Are you but sure yes. you don't have an inner Latina going on? <laughs> Oddly enough, my dad's first wife was. I believe no she was I think full Latina yeah nice so maybe a little bit of her genetics kind of ripped up on you yeah I don't know (laughs) not my mom my my crazy half-sister's mom um so I um was just shocked that this guy would tell me the story as though it was impressive or sexy or I don't know what he was thinking and then um he was like I, of course, I just got quiet. And then he goes, and so now you think I'm crazy. And I'm like, and I told you I was going to block you if that happened. Yeah, and you're like. So, so we ended our conversation. This. I blocked him. And he unmatched with me on Bumble before I could even get to it first. That's, like, he but fucking that's good. Yeah. I mean, he should not. Like, who who says that, though? Like, I mean, your female friend. Mm-hmm realistically because he wasn't her like she wasn't his yeah 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 um or your girlfriend or whatever okay she probably paid 
an amazing amount of money to have fantastic artwork on her body. Yeah. Now, I personally am tattooed. I love tattoos. I will compliment man, woman. I was going to say child, but children don't no. have tattoos. <laughs> um, but like, I will compliment a nice piece of tattoo, a, a nice tattoo. Yeah. You can strike that and say a nice tattoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's much like going to a gallery and you're like standing and looking at art. Yeah. And I, d- don't get me wrong. Like I would love, I love to have my artwork compl- er, com- complimented. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for someone to get so aggressive. And violent. I, yeah. Just unnecessarily violent. And I got to tell you, this guy was little like Tom Cruise is little. Like he oh, was, he was Tom Cruise level cute. But he, I, from what I remember of his Bumble, he was Tom Cruise level short that's why i'll bet you anything that the plate glass window thing didn't even happen oh i bet you that and he has massive napoleon complex yeah so he's just basically telling me a story that i don't even think is true probably didn't happen would have been in the news he would have been arrested yeah he would have been calling me to bail him out like your friend was (laughs) (laughs) well let's hope not but so I doubt this even happens. The fact that he thinks that that, that impresses you. This is what's going to get a get you a woman, get you a new girl, is by telling me this. What I thought was a made up story. Yeah, it. I mean, it seems very grandiose. Yeah, but the fact that he would even think of this story and think it's impressive is a, in of itself as a red flag. One hundred percent. I didn't meet up with him. So yeah. glad. So I've actually dodged bullets just by yeah messages or talking to guys on the phone and I've actually avoided a lot of dating horror stories yeah I've, I mean I don't have that many because I I like I like to think that I have a good gut um and good gut instinct mm-hmm. um my issue and we we spoke about this at length and mm-hmm. and in, in, in our other like our friend conversations <laughs> Um, that for some reason I don't, I don't trust my gut yeah. as much as I should because mm-hmm. dating horror story number one, the jail guy, I had a feeling that things weren't all right, but still I think it's like, I wanted to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I, I second guess myself. Let me, let me just see. Maybe it's not as bad as I think. Yeah. Maybe he's not that much of a dick. Yeah. You know, there's... There's so many things that that prohibit us from mm-hmm. really trusting ourselves. Well, I think because a lot of it comes from, so one of, is that we're always taught not to be a bitch. Yeah. We feel like we're being a bitch if we're coming down on the guy because he told us he already has a history of felonies. Or, <laughs> and or we're like, just, oh my God, I'm such a bitch. Like, why am I being so judgmental about yeah, this guy who has, like, already has a history of felonies? Everyone has a history. <laughs> Like, I mean, or, or then we're, we're taught to be nice mm-hmm. or give people second chances yeah. or that, you know, that we're not, that what we are feeling that might be off yeah. shouldn't be trusted or va- or it's never validated. Yeah. yeah. And I think that we just grow up with that mm-hmm. and then it's, it screws, it screws Especially as us. women. Yeah. And then when we do trust our instincts or, and especially we verbalize, look, I don't trust you because of your past behavior. Yeah. Then that person, usually a man, will tell us, you're just putting up a wall. 
You're just, you know, you've just got this wall or you've got a chip on your shoulder. Or you think that you're better than us. Oh, yeah. You, what, you, you think you're good because you don't have a history of felonies? Yeah. Or you, <laughs> yeah. Or you, you just think that you're better than me. <laughs> I mean, I'm a cracked addict and you're not. But what, you yeah. think you're better than I am? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I do. So I remember that you recently brought up OCD Carlton. That's what I'm going to call him. And that is a prime (laughs) example of why I felt that I should have trusted my gut. Mm. I didn't get any bad feelings like I was ever in danger or whatever. I'm I'm just like some of the things that he was saying, I'm like, this guy's a cocky asshole. Well, first of all, Carlton is a cutie pie, isn't he? He is a cutie pie. Yeah. But like super, super nerdy black guy, right? So, so that's why I call him Carlton. was like cute in the Carlton sense, but then the OCD part of it was like... He was a, he was a little nerdy. He was... I, I, I like the people that I fr- want to spend my time with. Yeah. I prefer that they have a little bit of an edge in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Like the tattoos. Like the tattoos yeah. or like, you know, that... Or like just uncovering something that like, you know, you're you're you have like a white collar job, but like guess what? You like to sing on the weekends or oh, like yeah. you know, just something that like makes them cooler, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was in he was O C D Carlton was <laughs> traveling for work, like opening up a, I think he opened up like cell phone stores or something in that capacity did he work in pr2 or marketing no he did more like sales okay and and so he was traveling back and forth from arizona so we would have good text conversations Mm -hmm. but then he would just get like really cocky like he, he he made some comment about like he doesn't like people taller than him and i'm like did you not even look at my profile oh and so then he realized that I was taller than him, mm-hmm. but also like, I'm like, look, I'm, I'm a big girl. Like I am like, I am plus size. Mm-hmm. I'm a princess. I am beautiful. And if mm-hmm. you don't like that, then you know what? I put it right out there on my profile. Yeah. And if you don't like it, then guess what? Swipe left because yeah. I'm, I don't have time. Yeah. And also why I link to my in- Instagram so people can see every photo that they uh, want to of me if yeah. they really want to. Yeah. And so, like, there's no hiding it. And so he made a comment about, like, oh, you're a big girl. And it's just how he said it. Yeah. Put me off. And and I'm like, okay, well, uh, I'm like, okay, Oompa Loompa, what's up? And <gasps> I was starting Good to give it right you. back to him. Because I think he, I'm 5'9", mm-hmm. usually, I th- Without without shoes. Yeah, I say um, I'm 5'3 on a good day, so yeah. I get it. <laughs> and I would say he said that he was 5'9", uh, which in Bumble world, yes. if a guy says he's 5'9", he's 5'7". Exactly. Um, and then, yeah, there's so many, so many people lie about their height. But, so we went back and forth, and he's like, well, so are you going to come have a drink with me? I'm like, okay, at this point, like, he, he was like, yeah, you're not, go- I knew you wouldn't show, or I knew you wouldn't come. And it was almost like daring me. Yeah. And like, my gut was telling me, this guy is just 
like you're going to like hit him because he's going to be <laughs> such a dumbass. So I go to his house, mm-hmm. get, give my friend exactly where I'm going. Yeah. Because that's what us as ladies do. Mm-hmm. So I walk in to his house. First of all, he's wearing a polo buttoned up completely. <gasps> 100% buttoned oh, up completely. Wow. Like gray sweatpants, um, like house shoes, which is fine. Was the polo tucked in or tucked out? Um, I think it was out. Okay. I think it was out. So he offered me a drink. I graciously accept. It was like crown apple or something. He puts it in a plastic glass. Hmm. I notice he's drinking out of a glass glass. Oh. I notice also there's no artwork anywhere. Everything is very sparse and, and very and bare. Ooh. And immediately like that's so I, american psycho it was it what oh my god it was totally american psycho oh my god um but so i i sit at the little overhang bar area that separates the living room from the kitchen and i get told that i have dog hair on my boot because guess what i have two dogs yeah so sometimes that happens yeah um he's like don't you ever like lint roll your boots <gasps> and i'm like boots yeah i'm like yeah i do it's cool mm-hmm. um and because uh, some shit just doesn't phase me yeah so i have the drink he brings over a like a paper or cardboard bar coaster that you would get from a bar that you would get like you just went in there and stole some like at pt's yes exactly <laughs> puts it under my drink so we're talking i'm I'm probably a little Italian in the fact that I talk with my hands. Mm -hmm. So I'm picking up the drink. I'm putting it. Sometimes I put it on the coaster. Sometimes I put it on the coaster, off the coaster. You know how, how you drink. We're also at a bar at his kitchen. Not like you were at like some fancy fancy table. It was. Yes. And he proceeds to keep moving my drink to the (gasps) coaster. Then he, at one point, I, I guess I had, given enough of that yeah. and so he's like what you can't put it on the coaster mm. and i'm like i'm like oh my god does your pt coaster just like so need a drink on top <laughs> of it like because at this point like i knew i was never going to see him again yeah and i'm just like i am i am done with mm-hmm. your silly ass mm-hmm. so then he asked me if he if i wanted to to smoke which I I very very rarely smoke weed. It mm-hmm. just doesn't agree with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went out to his um, his garage mm-hmm. because you know you can't smoke in the house. <laughs> Not when you're OCD. It's crazy. <laughs> um, oh oh, and I forgot to tell you that every time he like would touch something, he would go into the kitchen and wash his hands. So I forgot oh. about that. So we went outside, and I had like my little wristlet, and I was like checking my phone and. And I'm like, oh, could you hold my drink? <gasps> no and, way he could. And, and he's like, yeah, I guess. And I'm like, well, given the fact that you're like super crazy about the coasters, I don't think you want me to put it on your rain spotted car. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, you can't put it on the car. And I'm like, I'm like, then hold my drink, then hold my drink. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think I was getting lip gloss from my, my purse or something. And we then went back inside. He's like, do you want another drink? I'm like, no, no, I think I'm good. And he proceeds to go to the sink yet again, mm-hmm. wash his hands, then sanitize his hands with hand sanitizer. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, I'm like, 
do you have you ever been diagnosed with OCD? Uh huh. And then he proceeds to tell me, and this is where like I about lost my shit. He proceeds to tell me that OCD is only a white person's disease, <gasps> and that he could not get OCD because he was black. And I, I'm like, that is some bullshit. <laughs> and he told me exactly like why he f- like he was at Indianapolis 500 mm-hmm. and he saw a guy like in the men's room like peeing and then high fiving another guy afterwards. And he said ever since that moment, he just wanted to wash his hands all the time. Like this was the guy that told me he wouldn't like he would not like drink out of a glass that comes from PTs that uh-huh. it, like he had this whole thing like and I'm like well what if you what if you had to do this yeah like what if someone offered you this yeah he's like well I would never put myself in that situation and I'm like you are so crazy OCD and then he said that it was the white person saying and I'm like you know what I'm like I think I'm gonna go home now and he's like oh you're gonna go and I'm like are you crazy <laughs> did you think that this was gonna work I, so yeah, that's my OCD, Carl. And I honestly think that that is more of a, a dating horror story than the, than the guy, guy from jail. <laughs> I really do because the guy from jail, I'm like, okay, we had fun for a, f- a few hours. Later, yeah. And then, and then I just like ignored his jail phone calls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was entertaining, but that was a horror story because I'm like sitting in there. I'm like, oh my God. And you're like seeing this firsthand. Did you hear yeah. from OCD Carlton after that first date? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. So he I, knew that y'all were done and it's not yes, going to happen again. Yes, um, he said when I when I was leaving, he's like, well, text me when you get home, mm-hmm. which as a woman, I appreciate. Yeah, that's nice. No, I it's always nice when a guy says that. It, yeah, it's a gentleman thing to mm-hmm. do. So I texted him when I got home. I'm like, hey, just wanted to let, um, let you know I got home. I'm like, good luck in everything. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. like, and have a nice life. <laughs> And that was the end. Of and OCD that was the Carlton. end. Yeah, I will tell someone to have the have the day that they deserve, you know. <laughs> and that was one. Have you seen him on the dating app since then? I don't think so. And I did block him on Instagram because mm-hmm. he was following me on Instagram, and so I blocked him on Instagram. But just because he was he was nutty. I kind of wish that we could get together as women in Las Vegas because this is a small town, mm-hmm. and I you are probably not the. Only person that you know. I'm sure you have friends and just don't realize it who also swiped right on OCD Carlton. I know, right? Like, we need to warn each other as women. Like, you were just asking me, like, yeah. show me the guy, yeah, the like, actor dude, him. yeah, who was psycho. Like, I mean, but also if he said his height in the in his bio, I probably wouldn't have swiped. I know, but it's still just good to know, I know. I'm who a height the whore. OCD Carltons are, who the 100%. psychos are, who... All these guys yeah. are like we really should be warning one each one another, you know. Yeah, like we should have like some kind of like secret Facebook page. I know, like women in Bumble in Las Vegas. The only thing is, and I thought about this, like about having a website with a foreign board or whatever, where we could like share yeah. these stories, especially the ones that are super scary, because there are people who have super yeah. scary stories. You hear about it, but there's always that one vindictive woman. Who's gonna come in and talk shit about a guy who doesn't deserve it? Yeah, and that ruins it for the rest of us. But also, and this is you know, this is a philosophy that I've had for a while that you know, whoever you like mm-hmm. or you don't like, yeah, 
could be someone's like Mr. Right. Exactly. You know, like I always say that there's an ass for every saddle. True. And it is 100% true. Like who I find attractive is not going to be who you find attractive. Who's not going to be who like Jane Doe down the street finds attractive. Yeah. Yeah. So like what I can, cons- what I consider a very, very valid red flag. Mm-hmm. Some people might like, you know, with the plate glass window guy. Some people yeah. might be like, oh, that's so romantic. Yeah, there might be a woman who's like, oh, I love men who are jealous. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there's truly an ass for every saddle. I mean, there could be an, an OCD woman out there who's like, I would love OCD Carlton. Are you uh, yes, kidding me? I exactly. love to wash my hands every five minutes. I love using paper coasters from the bars. <laughs> I love taking awesome. them. And paper and or plastic glasses. <laughs> and even the guy from prison. I mean, there could be, like, some really wealthy woman out there yeah. who's like i have been looking for a needy scrub yeah that i i want and i want to she turn says them around the sex was a little rough and not too rough and yeah I, my, I, I could get down with that yeah so yeah you never know Ass for every 100 <laughs> percent. well thank you for sharing your stories with me i appreciate you're welcome it. they're kind of weird and embarrassing it's <laughs> funny now that i like can like re you know relive them. well the whole point of this podcast is to let single women know that they're not alone out there so you right. feel like your ocd carlson stories yes. you know is, is yours alone and and it is as far as the details go there's somebody else out there who's like oh my god i think i dated yes. the guy and it's probably not even the same guy no. but somebody like him and same thing with the jailhouse dude story yeah like oh my god someone did this but like he did that there's and, another yeah. one out there right now who's like oh my god i got the same phone calls but she's probably living in podunk ohio mm-hmm. but you know i brings feel us like, together as women yeah as have, single women yeah. we really do have the same stories the same emotions the same just, impact just with different names the details and the different yeah the names are different so Thank you for being here again. Um, where do you want people to find you, follow you? I would say the best is probably Instagram, okay. which is M-I-S as in Sam, H-E-L-L-I-E-W. It was back when I wanted to be cool and spell my name with an S. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. And it stuck. <laughs> so we can follow Michelle on Instagram and Maybe if we're lucky, she'll post some of her other dating horror stories. Or maybe if we're really lucky, there will be no more dating horror stories. Maybe there will just be like a good guy. Good dating stories. Yeah. And we'll end up doing like the hashtag couple goals, hashtag yeah. relationship That goals. would be amazing. It can but, happen. you know, I'm, I'm happy just being me. That's good. I'm happy <laughs> you just being you too. Thank you. All right. Never see you smile, but it doesn't make me mad. Well, that is the end of episode four of part two of Dating Horror Stories for There Are No Nice Guys. Thanks again for listening. I hope you were entertained by Michelle's stories and my phone call story. And I hope that we got it through to you how important it is to pay attention to red flags listen to your gut, Uh, pay attention to your instinct, right? Like your smarter self really is that smart. And red flags really are not an obstacle on your journey toward your happily ever after. And just embrace it all as part of the process. I promise if you do, you will reduce the amount of bad dates you go on and you, you will reduce your dating horror stories. They're funny. Yes, and it's something that we can all bond over. But come on, let's do our part to uh, 
pay attention to those red flags and let's eliminate bad dates from our dating life. So again, thanks for listening to There Are No Nice Guys. And episode five will be about sex. So you'll definitely want to return for that one. Until then, you can always find me on my website at thereareknoniceguys.com. See you there. Preach it.